Good morning again. I hope everyone, everyone is doing well this morning. We uh, kicked off our Christmas series last Sunday called The Carols of Christmas, where we're just taking some traditional Christmas carols and unpacking them and, and just trying to understand the story that they tell about the birth of our Savior. And last week we talked about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and I was in just prepara- preparation for it and just um, the study for it. I was blown away at the deep meaning of, of, that's found in that song. Um, and this week, we are going to hear about joy to the world. And um, our intro video, our countdown video was joy to the world. We sang joy to the world in our worship set. Um, and we're going to unpack joy to the world and what that means and, and where it came from and, and all that good stuff. But you're not going to hear from me this morning. We have the honor of hearing from our very own Pastor Jason. So can you guys welcome him? Big anchor welcome as he comes to bring the word this morning. Thank you, Pastor Jason. Good morning, Anchor Church. How we doing? I'm going to scoot this over. I need the table. Sorry. Um, Those of you who don't know who I am, I am uh, Jason Pilgrim, the youth pastor here at Anchor Church. And... Thank you. Thank you for that. Look at that. See, people do know who I am. I do matter. Um, All right. So before we get started with this uh, sermon, I hope you like the sermon, by the way. Um, But before we get there, I wanted to do say one thing about these pie sales. Um, Dylan mentioned that today is the last Sunday to order your pie, and that's absolutely correct because I've got to bake them. They will be here next Sunday for those of you who have ordered them. And like he said, it does go towards winter retreat. And so I wanted to kind of catch you up on that. We have three uh, young men in our congregation, three young men in our youth group who are going to win a retreat and two of those three this is their first time going so your generosity is going to sow into them because they're going to experience God in January at winter retreat so you get to be a part of that and you get to eat some pie too so thank you for that each and every one of you who puts money toward that each year um, so, like Pastor Ryan said, we're talking about joy to the world this morning. It's that time of year again. It's Christmas time. Who's excited? I mean, look, I know some of you are out there. You're completely excited. You eat, you breathe, you sleep Christmas. Can I show me your hands? You know who you are. Raise your hands. Oh, look, it's more than I thought, to be honest with you. And to all of that, I say, bah humbug. That's what I say to each and every one of you. Bah humbug. I'll say it again, bah humbug. If I could, I would take this beautiful Christmas decoration and break it over my knee right now, but then I would have to buy it. And I don't know how much it costs and money's a little tight right now. So I'm not going to do that. Um, Look guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I am 37 years old. I'm 37 years old. I'll be 38 next year. And it took me almost all 37 of those years to realize I'm a moody person. I don't, I don't know if you know this about me. I, like I said, I just figured it out like 2022 maybe. I'm a moody person. Like, and here's what I mean by that. If I'm not feeling like I'm going to do something, I'm not going to do it. And like, you know, when you're growing up, people say things like, do it with a smile. You know, nope, I'm going to do it with a frown. Like, it'll be okay. I'll get it done, but I'm going to do it with a frown. I am a moody person. Um, and there's no way 
no way that I'm going to be full of Christmas cheer. There's a reason why I wore this shirt right here today, and it's not just because it's a great shirt that my mom sent me in the mail from Mississippi. It's because Merry Grinchmas, everybody. Like, that's how I feel sometimes about the Christmas season. Merry Grinchmas. My niece is all into Mr. Grinch. We've gone all over the county and the state looking for Grinches all over the place. It's real. Merry Grinchmas. I don't even do anything with my kids in my classroom. My third graders, every year people are like, oh, Jason, you, this is their only third grade year. You got to do some tender Christmas stuff with them. No, I don't. I'm trying to teach them how to do math. I'm trying to teach them how to read. That takes all the time. I don't have any extra time for Christmas up in there. And you know what? Some teachers out there, weirdos, crazy people, they do those elf on the shelves and they bring them into the classroom. Not me, I don't do that. In fact, I actually had an encounter on the playground this week where some of my students were talking to some of their friends in other classrooms and they got those kids to gang up on me and they were like, Mr. Pilgrim, your kids wanna know when you're getting the elf on the shelf. And I'm like, what's that? What is that? What are you talking about right now? And they're like, you know the elf that like lets Santa know if the kids have been nice or naughty? And I go, well, I can answer that question for you. They're naughty. Like, I don't need an elf to tell him that. I'll tell him that. Hey, Santa, they're naughty. Go ahead. All 19 of them. I'll just go ahead and let you know. Um, so that's me. Merry Grinchmas from Pastor Jason. Merry Grinchmas from... Jason, Merry Grinchmas from Mr. Pilgrim, whatever, however you refer to me, that's how it is, right? That's how I am, whew, about this time of the year. And I must have been on the naughty list this year because Pastor Ryan has assigned me joy to the world to be my sermon to share with you guys at the Christmas season. And he'll tell you a different story. He'll say I volunteered for it, but I, he assigned it to me, okay? He signed me up. He said, Jason, you're preaching on joy to the world. So I guess that's what we're going to do, but I'm not going to like it, okay? The title of my sermon is this, I'm not in the mood to be joyful. That's the title of my sermon. I'm not in the mood to be joyful. That's right, I'm not. Joy is not an emotion that comes easy to me. I can be happy, I can have a good attitude, I can be positive, I can be encouraging, I can have fun, but it is hard for me to be joyful. It's hard for me to be joyful all the time. And when I speak about joy, like, it's not just a dish soap brand. Like, what is joy? Well, I actually looked up one of the dictionary definitions of joy, and I'm going to read it to you. The definition of joy that I found was the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. And then the synonym for it, they called it, was delight. But again, I'm not in the mood to be joyful. Now, you don't have to raise your hand unless you want to be bold and honest, but am I the only one out there like that? Am I the only one who is the bah humbug to someone else's Christmas spirit? Am I the only one who sets the Christmas tree up on December 23rd just so we can put the presents under it and then take it down? Like, am I the only person out there that's like that? 
And I think about life right now. I mean, it's hard for all of us to be joyful right now. Prices are going up. You can't even go to like a basic restaurant without spending $50 for a meal. Who wants to do that? That doesn't bring any joy to my life whatsoever. I'm sure it doesn't bring any life to yours. Um, I can't even buy the perfect gift for myself, my wife, my family, because either it's sold out or it won't get here until April of 2024. So that's not fun. There's no joy there whatsoever. And life is already so hard and difficult enough. I know I'm probably not the only one in here who's had probably a difficult year, couple years, or even a decade, right? Am I right? A couple of decade of uh, disaster, if you will, right? But here we are in the middle of all that, having to sing joy to the world. So um, here are the lyrics to the first verse. And since I'm in the bad mood, I'm going to sing it just a little bit like this. <sighs> joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing like joy to the world if you're not feeling it no matter what the words sound like no matter what those words mean you're not going to be feeling it right but I think that it's not supposed to be that way I mean is life supposed to be this way is it supposed to be without joy is it supposed to be hard is it supposed to be difficult is there a am I supposed to be joyful all the time am I not something's not right if I'm not feeling that joy well, I don't know. Let's see what the Bible has to say about that. If you have your Bible or your Bible apps, will you turn with me, please, to the book of Luke, chapter 1. Luke, chapter 1. It's in the New Testament. We're going to start reading in verse 13. Now, while you're turning there, I want to set the stage for you a little bit. I want to introduce you to our main character in today's story. His name is Zechariah. And if you're unfamiliar with this Zechariah in the Bible, he's a priest. And like a priest, I mean, it sounds like a, a great job, right? But it's a job nonetheless. So at Zechariah's job, they had a work schedule just like your job might have. It's time for Zechariah to show up to work. He gets up. He's an older gentleman. He shows up to work just like you show up to work. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. He just happens to be a priest. That's really the only difference between you and him. He's working hard. It's his time. He's there at the temple but there's some things missing out of his life. He's an old man. His wife's an old woman, and they don't have any children, and so there's that going on in life. So life isn't necessarily the greatest for Zechariah. But, you know, he's here, he's putting in his day, he's putting in his work, and then something happens to him. And I would love to tell you what that is, but I'd rather read it to you. So we're going to start reading in verse 13. But the angel said, an angel appeared to Zechariah when he was in the temple, okay? But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son, and you are to name him John. You will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to set, accept the wisdom of the godly. Verse 18, 
Zachariah said to the angel, how can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Will you bow your heads and pray with me, please? God, we love and we praise you. Lord, here we are at church again. It's December. It's 2023. It's Christmas time, God. And I know that some of us in the room are excited about that. But God, honestly, I know there's people in the room who are not excited about that, God. And maybe this Christmas season doesn't have the joy that they're so used to having or they've celebrated in Christmas past. And God, I hope that you use me to communicate to your people the kind of joy they can have. God, truly, what does joy to the world actually look like and what does it actually mean? Be with me today. Open our ears and minds and hearts to hear from your word, I pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. So let's dive into our passage. So like I mentioned, Zachariah is at work. He's a priest. He's doing what a man is supposed to do. He gets up. He goes to work. He puts his clothes on. He goes to work. He does what he's supposed to do. He comes home. The next day he gets up. He goes to work. He's doing what he's supposed to do, and then he comes home. So day after day after day, year after year after year, Zachariah is putting in the time. He's working. He's married to his wife, Elizabeth. They don't have any children. And it just seems like, well, we're going to close the book on that and just live our lives together. We, we have each other. That's awesome. And that's just going to be all that this life is going to be. And then an angel appears one day and says that you're going to have a child. Verse 14, you will have great joy and gladness. So not only will you be getting this new child, this baby boy, but you're going to be getting joy and gladness. To me, that means that Zachariah didn't have any joy either. So when I talk about me being moody, there's characters in the Bible that are just as moody too. And I love Zachariah's response in verse 18 because he is moody just like me. How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now, and my wife is also well along in years. He forgot who he was talking to. He forgot that this is God promising this baby. This is God promising this joy, not some kind of TV or car salesman or anything like that. And so because of that statement, because of that disbelief, he was cursed with some mutism until the baby was born. But the baby was still born, right? The baby was still born. The joy did come to their life, and that's very important. But what I'm thinking is, why would the angel say that Zachariah will have joy? He could have just said, hey, you're going to have a son. Life's going to be different. You know, ta-da, that's it. But he said, you're going to have a son, and you're going to have great joy and gladness. I mean, Zechariah was just living his life. He was just working his job. He's an average guy. He's an average person like all of us here in this room. But the one thing that was missing in his life, yes, he didn't have a child, but the one thing in his life that was missing was the joy. And God was going to give him the son, but God was also going to give him the joy. And just like me, Zachariah is moody and skeptical as all get out, but Zachariah still got what was promised to him. He still got his son and he still got his joy. And that's 
the key that I want to point out to you in this passage today. Little known fact, so not this Thanksgiving that we had in 2023, but last Thanksgiving, 2022, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, like that actual Sunday after Thanksgiving, Desiree was scheduled to preach up here. And she does a great job when she preaches. Like, she's awesome. She's amazing. I love listening to her when she preached. She was scheduled to preach. And I'll just tell you, she was nervous. Like, we spent all week. We're talking out the sermon. She's writing about it. She's telling me what she's thinking. We're talking it out. We're having, like, I knew it was going to be a great sermon that she was going to give on the Sunday after Thanksgiving 2022. You might be thinking, wait a minute, Desiree didn't preach the Sunday after Thanksgiving in 2022, and you're right as well. She did not actually preach that Sunday, the th Sunday after Thanksgiving last year. Here's why. That morning, that Sunday morning, Desiree hops in the shower, we're getting up, we're trying to get up early, we're like, yeah, we're going to be at church on time, you know, da -da, we're going to set up, Desiree's going to have plenty of time to talk to whoever she needs to talk to, we're going to get ready. We come downstairs, and her mom, who lived with us, we found her dead, like, we found her dead that morning. So, how many know, Desiree's not preaching that morning, Right. And it was, a, it was a sad time, it was a stressful time, it was a time of grief, and for, and for her and others, like, that grief is still there, you know, it's been a year, but that grief's still there, and she didn't preach then, and that was a moment where you're kind of like, hold on, like, this isn't what's supposed to happen. I've spent all week, like, she had spent all week, guys, like, really preparing for this sermon. She had to hand it off to Pastor Ryan, and Pastor Ryan preached that Sunday, and so it was, I mean, it was a good time. I'm not down in the sermon part of it, but, like, that wasn't the plan. The plan was that Desiree was going to be here, but that's not how life works sometimes. It's not all in our plans, right? But that winter retreat, which would be this January that we had in 2023, we were up in Carlisle at the campground, and each service, when it's time to go into worship, they try to get a youth pastor, one of the local youth pastors, to kind of like do a call to worship, just kind of an encouraging word to all the teenagers, you know, hey guys, let's take this serious, all that kind of stuff. And so they asked me to do it, and I'm like, mm, I don't know if these past two months have been the time for me to invite people to worship, but we'll go for it, we'll try. So I had to like stop and think, I had to write my thoughts down because I'm still reeling from what we experience in our lives right after Thanksgiving. So I wrote these words down and I shared them with the kids at Winter Retreat back then January, I said, even in the midst of the worst events in your life, God is there in the midst of it. Even in the midst of the worst events in your life, God is there in the midst of it. Hey, it is hard. It's hard to be joyful when life is terrible. But that brings me to this thought, right? In this whole passage that we learn with John the Baptist, when I think about the song, Joy to the World as well, when I think about Jesus being born, coming into the world, like the fact that joy is a fruit of the Spirit, like when I think of all of that and I put it all together, there's one thought that hits me. And if you don't remember a single thing about this sermon, this is the one thing that I want you to remember. It's this, joy does not come from me it comes from the Father. Joy does not come from me. It comes from the Father. See, Zachariah, yeah, he needed a child, but he needed joy in his life. He got it from God. 
I said that it's hard for me to be joyful. You know, I'm too moody to be joyful right now. Some of that's a little bit of a joke. I'm just trying to make you laugh. But some of it is true. Like there are times I am moody and I can be in such a mood where it's hard for me to be joyful. But then I realized something. I don't have to manufacture that joy. Joy doesn't come from me. It comes from the Father. This year, right? So last year in November, Desiree's mom died. This year, this whole entire year, January on, Desiree and I had been working with fertility specialists trying to get pregnant. And we tried and we tried and we tried and we tried. Went through five different trials. I don't need to explain to you what that means. We went through five different trials trying to get pregnant. And it worked. In August, we were pregnant. And then in October, we had a miscarriage. And again, I was like, God, what is going on? We've had loss after loss after loss. It hasn't been a great year. It hasn't been a great decade. And I'm like, God, what is going on? And literally, like the song that we sang today about he'll never fail, I can remember a couple months ago singing that song, and I literally went speechless. I could not sing it because I was like thinking, Am I lying right now? Like, am I lying to myself? Am I lying to, you know, the atmosphere? Am I lying to God? And it literally took me prayer after prayer after prayer, and I realized I'm not. God is still God. God is still faithful. He still loves me. He still loves Desiree. He loves us all. And again, the joy doesn't come from me. It comes from the Father. So, I know that I'm not the only person out there with difficulties in life right now or recently. So, you, if you have had some setbacks in your life, if you've had some hard times in your life, if you don't feel like yourself anymore, if you've had some losses in your life, if you have lost your joy, you are not alone. That's what I want to tell you this morning. But more than that, I want to tell you this. Joy doesn't come from me. It comes from the Father. God has not forgotten you. He isn't upset with you. He wants you to have that joy in your life again. Joy doesn't come from me. It comes from the Father. So my challenge to you is this. When we're singing Joy to the World, when we're thinking about this Christmas season and we're thinking about all that that means, and you're looking at your life and you're saying, wow, it really isn't as joyful as I thought it was going to be. Life isn't a bowl of cherries right now. Like, you know, it's been hard. I've had these problems. This is going on. God still loves you. He's not upset with you, and he wants you to have that joy in your life again. So won't you come to him? Won't you seek him and not give up seeking him until you have met with him? So many times I feel like we come in here, we come in here on Sunday mornings at 1030, and and there's nothing, I'm not, this isn't like evil, but like so many times I think we come in here, we hear the sermon of the week, we feel just a little bit better, and then we leave. And we're like, okay, that was church, check, got it. And 
I think what we forget sometimes is this is life and death, people. Like, this is real life that we're talking about here. And when you walk in these doors and God is here to meet with you, it's a time for you also to meet with him. It's not just a one-way street. Like, it's not just, oh, it's great music. Oh, thank you. I'm, I feel so much better. Like, God wants you to meet with him. And if you haven't had that joy in your life, You've going to have to get it from the Father, which means you've got to talk to the Father. You've got to spend time with the Father. You've got to come to the Father. You've got to spend more than just a couple of seconds with him or spend just this morning with him. Won't you come to him? Won't you seek him and not give up until you meet with him? I, I don't want you just to come in here and hear today's message and leave and be the exact same person as you were when you walked in that door. I believe that God knows that some of you need that joy in your life again. So don't leave here without asking for it. Don't leave here without receiving it. If we all live with God's joy in our lives, and that's what I think he wants for every single one of you and every single one of us, if God, if we had that joy in our lives that only God can bring, would you imagine what that would look like? We would all have a reason to be joyful. We would all have a reason to worship. We would all have a reason to sing. We would all have a reason to live. Ben, can you come on up? Now, this message, it wasn't just like a pity party for Jason type message. Like, I come up here, and when I, hear, when I think about what was happening, joy to the world, and I'm thinking about this past year, I'm thinking about the Christmas season, I, I had to be honest. Like, I had to be honest. I had to share what's going on in my life and in Desiree's life to let you know that if I am wearing this shirt because I think it's hilarious, but joy isn't something that's automatic. Like, it's not something that comes from me. It comes from the Father. And I want you to experience that joy today as well. And like I said, don't leave here until you've asked for that joy. Don't leave here today until you've received that joy this morning. Let your life be different than it was when you walked in here. Now, some of you here today may have never experienced any joy whatsoever because you have never known God and the cool thing about that is, is that you can change that today too. Um, I've got five just simple truths that I want to share with you. I think they're on the screen. The first one is that God is love. Plain and simple, God is love. He gives joy. He gives love. He's, he's everything that we could ever need. But the second truth is just as truthful. Our sin divides us from God. Sin is anything that God doesn't like. And anytime we sin, it divides us from God. But thankfully, truth number three Jesus died for our sin and then came back to life. He did what I couldn't do. That communion that we celebrated this morning explains, like, like that explains it. Like Jesus died on the cross for my sin. He died on the cross for your sin. We don't have to die for our sins because he did it. And then he came back to life, that he has power over death and all that victory. And so because of that, the fourth thing is something that we've got to do. This is our responsibility. We need to decide to put our faith in God. And once we do that, finally, the Holy Spirit will help you live for him. The Holy Spirit is God. It's not just like God's buddy. Like the Holy Spirit is God and the Holy Spirit lives or will live inside of you when you come to him. And that's where that joy comes from because it doesn't come from me. It comes from the Father. God gives joy. 
The ultimate example of that is when he gave his son for you and for me. We celebrate that in the Christmas season when Jesus was born of Mary in the manger, all that kind of stuff. That he is joy, like Jesus is joy. So when we sing joy to the world, like that's what I think about is I think about Jesus is coming into the world. But the even better part is this, on the day-to-day basis, when it's not December 25th, there's still joy and God can still give you joy in your life. Christmas isn't something, joy isn't something that you just have to have on one day. Joy is something that God wants for you every day. Would you stand with me, please? Now, I, I may be a moody person, and like I said, it took me almost 37 years to figure that out about myself. But one thing that I do know is this. I can't manufacture joy. I can't make it. I can't keep it. Like, when I do feel joyful, it tends to vanish after, you know, some time has passed. But I do know one thing. I know who makes the joy, and that's God. I know the one who gives the joy, and that's our Father. So this morning, like I said, if if joy is something that you don't have in your heart, before we actually sing joy to the world and while the band's playing their music, I want to challenge you. 60 seconds, a minute. Can you spend just a minute with God this morning? And you can ask him for anything you want to. If you, if maybe joy is something that you, you're okay with, you're good with that, ask him for something else. Tell him anything you want to tell him. Ask him for anything you want to ask him for. Share with him anything that you want to share with him. Hey, if you've never asked Jesus in your heart, take this minute and do that. Just confess those sins. Jesus, I'm a sinner. I believe in you. But I want to challenge each and every one of us. I'm not going to say a word. The band's not going to sing yet. They're just going to be playing. I want to challenge us 60 seconds, a minute with God right now. Father, this morning, God, I don't want this time to end. God, I don't want this this moment with you, God, to end, Lord. And and we're going to have more moments with you this morning. We're going to sing. We're going to worship. And in those times, God, if there's people who have something on their heart they want to pray to you about, I hope they do it, God. And as we talked about today, God, joy doesn't come from me. It comes from you. And there are days where you're not going to feel joyful. And there's days where life's not going to be going your way. It's not going to be perfect. 
And the crazy part is, is that when I think about like you and life and everything like that, I, I've come to the realization that my li- just because I have you in my life, my life isn't going to be perfect, but I know who is perfect and I know who to go to when life isn't perfect and that's you. And God, so I run to you right now. I know there's people in the room right now, God, they're crying out to you, they're praying to you, God. Pour out your joy, God. Pour out your love, Lord God. Help us to not just feel joy, like to make it feel better, but on the inside, God. Help us to realize that our source is you, God. That joy is found in you, not in ourselves. And Holy Spirit, in our lives right now, I pray that you fill all of us here with such joy that when we leave this place today and we're going into the Christmas season, we're going back to work this week or whatever our situations might be, God, We know that that joy is in you. We know that, God, even in the midst of pain and heartache and grief and turmoil and sadness, that there's a joy that we can't explain, that we can't define, that we can't produce, that we can't make, but you're the one who gives it. So when we have these hard feelings, when we have these big feelings, God, help us to run to you. Run to you, God, and talk to you right now, God. We're going to sing joy to the world. And as I've been saying this whole month, God, I want you to join in with us while we sing joy to the world. And then hopefully after we sing joy to the world, maybe we'll have a chance to go back into that one chorus. I don't remember the name of it, but the he never fails. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. All right, good. Maybe we have a little bit of time for that before Pastor Ryan comes up. So don't run out of here you just yet. Hey, and if you're still wanting to seek joy from God, take this time to do that as well. You don't have to actually sing if there's something that you need to talk to God about. Man, amen, so good. Pastor Jason, thank you for bringing that word. Thank you, I needed that, I needed to hear that. And just as we were sitting there, praying and just responding to God and singing joy to the world and singing he won't fail I felt like God brought to my mind like joy is a result of hope and hope is a result of trust and I was reminded of the old hymn tis so sweet Um, and there's there's a chorus or a, a verse in that song that says I'm so glad I learned to trust thee. I'm so glad I learned to trust God because in my trust of him that he is who he says he is and he's going to do everything he said he would do, I have hope. And because I have hope that won't be shaken, I can have joy in the midst of anything. When we learn to trust God, we have hope. And when we have hope, we can have joy through anything. And that's my prayer for you today that you would learn to trust God so that you can have hope and that hope turns to joy. Let me pray for you this morning. God, we love you. We thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you that we can have joy no matter what. And it's made possible because of your son. You sent your son to be born into the world you created that we might be able to have joy and hope and peace thank you we are eternally grateful for that god 
I pray that as we all go from this place today, God, that you would continually remind us this week of the joy we have in you, the hope we have in you when we learn to trust you. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. And finally, one last, one last word of, of benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Amen and amen. Thanks for being here, everybody. Thanks for worshiping with us today. I hope you guys have a great week. We will see you next Sunday.